Oh, good morning, everyone. Um, a little bit more somber of a podcast today versus the last. Um, you know, I said before, I don't want to be too personal um, within this podcast. Uh, and it's a struggle because I'm generally like really open with my like upbringing with certain trusted people my disorders disabilities medications traumas triggers you name it um taking my limited experience so far as a counselor in training and what i learned in lecture and homework and assignments and practice you know i try to carry over into my everyday life um i have republican parents that do not support me being not only queer but transgender um and being 43 and having recently separated myself completely from my rather toxic parents, there's still that trauma bond that still exists, right? So I just had my individual therapy this morning and one practice for mindfulness, uh, any sort of brief internalized crisis counseling um whatever it might be i i'm trying to get back into consistently meditating because when i used to practice that it worked decently well um and then life just gets super busy and it falls off to the wayside lately i've felt like a very unhealthy person mentally, emotionally, physically, even a little bit spiritually. I am not religious. Uh, Stay tuned for my future podcast about church and state uh, not being separated. The Republicans' usage of religion and spreading their hate rhetoric, etc. I am not Christian. I am not religious. Um... And that's a hard thing when it comes to acceptance from people, especially my birth parents, that at one point have used literally quoting or referencing the Bible as just the Bible in not affirming my lifestyle shortly after I came out to my parents as being both queer and polyamorous. And this was in summer of 2020 when we were still pretty deep into the pandemic, right? Um, yeah, fast forward about three years and I have no relationship with my immediate family. That is my parents and my younger sister who I also haven't spoken to in years, probably three or four years, give or take. Um, so I, I was using meditation after this 
you know, it wasn't a super hard individual session, but it's a practice I'm just trying to get used to again, just so in the event that if any of my Thursday morning sessions like this morning are a little tough to very, very traumatizing, I want to have this practice in place. And for those of you that are familiar with mindfulness practices, especially deep breathing and meditation, meditation is my jam, especially guided imagery meditation. Usually my place of comfort is a very like sunny, warm, sandy beach. But there is a struggle with even using that because my brain using that imagery have typically gone into places I was at with my family growing up. Like in Michigan, where I grew up, uh, we have the the dunes. They're very, very famous. Um, huge sandy dunes, you know, beach grass, nice breeze. And I picture that, and it feels relaxing for a bit. And then I associate it with my upbringing. And that comfort goes away. Even when I'm like trying to legit picture my adult self maybe i'm wearing like a nice femme bikini you know little speedos i don't know something cute that i would feel amazing in that's just not board shorts all mask you know me as an adult and it works for a bit and then i go right back to my small space that five-year-old me that wants to be having fun on the beach and playing with sandcastles and stuff. And and it can be relaxing, but it's triggering because instead of using this guided imagery to meditate, I'm now actively remembering this in my mind, which is not meditation. It's willfulness to not focus on the activity at hand, but instead have this whole nostalgia thing, which eventually turns into this mind fuck. It's not a good place. Um, so that imagery is out. I've tried walks in the forest. Unfortunately, my family owns property right down the road from where I grew up. So then my brain goes there. That doesn't work. So I took a different approach this morning and I imagined my young self just sitting in the grass in our front yard where I grew up, dirt road, visible, cornfields around me, visible. And I'm sitting there in the grass, nice warm summer morning. And I hear as I'm doing the imagery, I hear those little padded footsteps knowing that the cat I grew up with, this darling female gray striped tiger cat so lovey reminds me of actually my spouse's uh, emotional support animal kitty (laughs) very similar and that was comforting and i even thought about bonfires that i surrounded myself around and other people growing up i loved bonfires and that was relaxing for a minute and then it goes right back into all that trauma 
growing up and the triggers and such. And as soon as my guided imagery involved me as a young girl wearing just this cute sundress, I'm five, six years old, skipping into the house. And in my mind, I pictured opening the front sliding screen door, asking, you know, just going in, maybe I'm asking for a drink, I don't know. And I imagine my mother seeing me and just putting her arms out and me running into her arms and her, you know, hugging me and calling me her little girl. And I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And I'm trying to meditate and instead all I could do was just sob into my pillow for a while. Um, it's cathartic, but at the same time, I don't know if it's good for my mental and especially my emotional health because in my therapy, the way it ended today was my our approach with my therapist and I is working through breaking up that conditioning that I had growing up and instead working on reconditioning, which is pretty much exactly what Kit told me yesterday as well. Um, that, you know, I just don't need to forget, but I don't need to carry it around with me everywhere I go. Um, you know, I mentioned my previous podcast, why... I left my job Tuesday. It was because my manager just decided that it was appropriate in her mind to talk to me like I'm a little child. And it put me immediately into that small space that I've been struggling with, with an authoritarian father who is not very present, et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's why within five or 10 minutes, I basically internally was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. So thinking of that this morning really wasn't the best timing, but unfortunately we can't always control our thoughts. And this, when that thought happened of my mother hugging me, me wearing a cute little sundress and her calling me, you know, her baby girl or little girl or something, that's me now. That's who I feel sometimes. A little five-year-old girl in a sundress who just wants a hug from her mom or her dad and just told, you know what, we love you for you. We will always love you for you, no matter what. Because that's what parents do. <laughs> and instead... I'm being led to believe that it's always been about money and success and cars and jobs and house and pets and kids. And it's like this so-called American dream that hasn't existed since probably the 80s when I was very young. The lifestyle changed when the 90s hit and it's been different ever since. And I know time changes things, but... God, I read so many horror stories nowadays about parents that have just been shitty to their adult children and their adult children like me have to process that through counseling, therapy, medication, 
and heaven forbid, self-medication like I used to, including alcohol, various, you know, party drugs, promiscuousness, risky sexual behavior, you name it. My 20s was chock full of it. My 30s too. So this is a tough podcast because not only does it feel very raw to me, but it's been my biggest struggle, I think, all my life. And it's something that I've not been aware of for super long. Um, you know, and I gave them chances. Once my mom took away my ability to come out as trans fully with my soon-to-be legally changed trans birth name, and her immediate was response, and of course this was over iMessages, which is fucking fantastic. Um, iCloud shared my name change, and I forgot about it. And she responded with, "We will not change the name that we gave you." And mind you, I've been time-wise, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying maturity-wise, but age-wise, time-wise, at that point, I've been adult for 25 years. Not so much mentally and emotionally and spiritually we're getting there, but still an adult. I've still had numerous professional jobs. I, at the time, was, well, still I am. I'm still a CIT, but I was in like my first or second term this past year when this went down. And it was right before Christmas. So it was like, yeah. Luckily, it ended up being the best Christmas I think I've ever had, but not talking to my parents at that time was very hard. And I still try to give them time. I asked for my time and my space. I told them, you know, I do have things I want to share. There are things I want to talk about. I just need to do it on my time. This is really difficult. And they would not understand that. My mom kept pushing and pushing. Up until that day, and maybe I did it subconsciously with the hopes that my parents would just see, oh, Ari Lila, uh, I don't want, you know, I, I really can't recall, honestly. But once that happened, the wheels fell off, and I disassociated from my mother after that point because I don't think her love was even conditional. At that point, I think it's been apathetic like it's always been for a long time. I think my mom maybe just continued to force herself to love me. I don't know. Because what she shows has shown it's not love. And not long after, I cut off my father as well because I asked him to stop using my birth name in the hopes that they being my parents, actually talked about me being queer, being trans, this and that. I mean, I'm fucking 43. They're 70 and 75. Like, they live in Michigan. There's a huge distance. Make use of the time that we have. You know, I'm not saying that up until then that relationship was irreparable. It would have taken work. But I was also looking at two people that I knew are just so emotionally dumb. Just stubborn and pig-headed all 
out. It's insane. And generally, they don't like being told that they're wrong. Huh. Apple didn't fall far from the tree there. Um, yeah, it just, just became this huge amount of lack of, of acceptance and affirmation. It's not like they have to fully agree and believe in all of that, but it's not like they have to project their own shit onto me. It's not like I have been on them. We haven't talked about that topic in quite some time up until I recently cut myself off from them. Um, and every talk we had was superficial, like so superficial. And I'm just thinking like, can we please talk about this? And I might pepper it in a conversation gently. And then it just goes up by the wayside because my mom and especially my mom, but I think even especially my dad just didn't want to hear it. They refused to hear it to believe that their son could actually be transgender, let alone queer, polyamorous, like definitely an alternative lifestyle, but it's my fucking life. Just like it's our lives with myself, my spouse, their partner. It's our fucking lives. And when I decided to cut them off fully. I knew that I was 100% confident that it was time and it had to happen. And I blocked their phone numbers, kept email open, maybe seeing if, you know, maybe. Nope. Haven't heard a word. Talked to my aunt recently. She said, she's my mom's sister, said my mom just hemming and hawn would play the victim and as soon as someone like my aunt would ask well do you want to talk about it what's going on and of course my mom throws her hands up in the air sighs or whatever and she's like i just don't want to talk about it it's too hard but she wants to play the victim that's me too (laughs) another toxic trauma bond trigger whatever you want to call it but really just a mindset that that kind of stuff just doesn't need to happen. So the separation was necessary. Now I'm still left picking up the pieces, trying to figure out how do I move on from this and grow from this. And I've gotten some pieces of the puzzle, but there's still more to find and fit together just so the picture makes total fucking sense on why this whole situation is the way it is with my family general lack of acceptance in today's society the freaking human rights campaign has opened a nationwide emergency for queer trans folk like me